Joey, guess what? What? Obsessed Fest Year 2 is happening from October 20th to the 22nd in Dallas, and the tickets are now on sale at ObsessedFest.com. All in one breath. Good for you. Our early bird pricing ends on Tuesday, January 31st, so be sure to get those amazing prices now. And don't forget to follow Obsessed Fest Instagram account at Obsessed Fest. Visit ObsessedFest.com to get your tickets now for Obsessed Fest Year 2, happening in Dallas, Texas from October 20th to 22nd. And again, that early bird pricing officially ends on Tuesday, January 31st, so don't miss out. Can't wait to see you. It'll be a blast. So you know how I'm airbnb out my place because I moved and I'm waiting to sell my other place? Yes. So I had my first bad experience. Oh, no. Yeah. I got there. It smelled like smoke. There was weed on the table. <laughs> I was like, I don't care if you have weed. Yeah. Just like don't smoke it in my house. It was just like my first really, really bad experience with an Airbnb guest. Oh, my God. That's really trashy, though. Yeah. Guess where they were from? Oh, God. Where? New Orleans. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know your type. I know your type. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dee I am sitting here with a pocket full of weed. And uh, <laughs> welcome to I Think Not. I Think Not. The podcast where Joey Taranto and I recap all of your favorite true crime TV shows. We're popping. We're bopping along. Yeah, we're popping, we're bopping. I don't know. <laughs> Where is this going? We basically just go through Discovery Plus and we're like, that looks good. Yeah. That looks good. There's so many true crime TV shows. And all kinds of crime. There's so much crime. And that's why all of the like the reenactment actors, the props masters, that's why they just don't have time. They're doing quantity, not quality here. They're trying to keep up. We do quality and quantity because we also give you bonus episodes. Yep. And that is on our page. Patreon. Our I Think Not Patreon is still called The Drama Club. That is where we are going to do our series. Right now, we are doing Nightmare Neighbor, which is the Joey Taranto story about how his neighbor's dad constantly hits on him, doesn't he? It's only gotten worse. Yeah. But that is not what the show is about. Listen, if you really like neighbor stuff, we got Fear Thy Neighbor, Evil Lives Here, See No Evil. We go all the way back to Snapped. Remember the woman with the dildo and the guns? <laughs> It only happens on the problem. <laughs> so you can find us on the Patreon app or you can go to our website and click the Patreon link and then you can open up a Pandora's box of nonsense. Yes. With Joey and I and that other girl who that used to go. That old wagon woman. That old wagon woman. But that's about it for us. Anything else that you were about a month into the new year? Anything fun happening in 2023? No? Okay. <laughs> I just get it. <laughs> We are so excited to jump into this new show. I think not. <laughs> Let's get to our episode, shall we? It is called Dates from Hell. I'm actually just going to go through my phone and read a bunch of text messages, and that's going to be the episode. I feel like if you've lived in New York City longer than a few years, you have a Rolodex of Dates from Hell. This is Season 2, Episode 10, Date with Hate. A passionate couple. Their relationship, I have to say, is perfect. I got your cocktails for you. A big city date. But this hot night on the town... Oh my god, oh my god! Takes a horrifying turn. Richard! I knew this was a bad idea. And ends in sheer terror. 
And I saw a puddle of blood behind his head. Well, here we are in New York City, the city that never shuts the fuck up. Yeah. Seriously, New York City, I love you, but please shut the fuck up. Last night I slept at Nick's house. And at 3 a.m., there was somebody outside the window going, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And I was like, what could possibly be happening that you're moaning loud enough for all of Midtown to hear. It was relentless and it was for like an hour. I'm like, I don't care if Hillary Duff showed up with her old teeth in a cookie jar. She has new teeth. And that for one moment, they were like so big, she couldn't close her mouth. They had to file them down. Anyway, I don't care. Shut the fuck up. And you shut up too, Hillary Duff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While we're at it, I am so <laughs> over New York. Like the big apple. Uh, more like the big crapple. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this apple is rotten. The city that never sleep. I like sleep. Yeah. Why are we promoting lack of sleep? Why are we promoting bad sleep behaviors as a state? Listen, I blame the movies. Yeah. Because New York is not like it is in the movies. And people come here from beautiful places. They come here from Portugal and Spain and France. And I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Like, if you want the cockroaches and the mice and the rats, great. But, like, I know where you come from. And it's way nicer than here. You saw autumn in New York, didn't you? <laughs> That's two days a year, my friend. What a two throwback. days a year. Is that Richard Gere and Winona Ryder? Yes, Yeah. Two days a year, it looks like that. We we got you. Yeah. You got God. I don't understand. Yes. I'm not mad. I'm just jealous. Stay in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Just, I just, I don't understand it. It's 2010. And the city that never sleeps is pulsing with energy. It was a great place to be. Lots of people. Lots of places to go and see. Always a good time. A short drive from his Staten Island home. And Richard is on the vibrant streets of Manhattan. So we meet Richard Vieira and the narrator says, This is his town and this is his night. Cue the music. This is your night. Dancing free until the morning light. Together forever cause this is your night. Do you remember that song? That was a bop. No, I don't. But do you remember how good that song was? (laughs) I literally just sang it with you, and you said, do you remember that song? No. It's New York's fault that I didn't sleep well last night, okay? I, uh... So Richard loved the city, and he lives in Staten Island, though, like Tommy Brocco. Like, so... Wait, listen. I love that he said, this is my town. This is his town. But he was from Staten Island. People who don't live here don't really understand the hierarchy. So Staten Island is one of the boroughs, right? Are we about to talk shit about Staten Island? I'm, I'm just scared saying, of those people. Like, this is the only time that New Yorkers can actually come together. Oh, okay. Right? Because if you live in Midtown, you hate anyone who lives in borough. If you live in Brooklyn, you hate people who live in Manhattan. If you live in Queen, you know. But everyone can come together on the mutual hatred of Staten Island. <laughs> That is is where we can all agree. That is the one peaceful moment that New Yorkers can have. I've never been. I'm not saying I agree with it. There are some perfectly lovely people in Staten Island. Big Ange. It's just a different planet. I want my present. Yeah, it is really, they talk. That is the New York, the Staten Island. Yeah, it's very different. The collective hatred we have for Staten Island is is where we're all going to come together as a human race. Well, how do people feel about folks from Jersey? Oh, I mean, Jersey's the butt of every joke. 
I mean, absolutely. Yeah. There was like a family feud episode where they were like, name like the worst places. And they were like the post office, you, you know, Black Friday sales. And the last one was New Jersey. Was, was it on like, the board? Yeah, it was on the board. I was like, what am I going to argue with you, Steve Harvey? No, oh, I'm not. Oh, God. Anyway. Hey, ready for our date? You know I am. <laughs> Richard and Lewis have a bond that's an inspiration to their friends. Their relationship, I have to say, is perfect always together they always want to do things together so i never heard they have any argument or anything yes we do have a special relationship a perfect couple who tonight plan to paint the town red so richard is seeing a guy named lewis and reenactment lewis walks into richard's office and asks hey are you ready for our date to which reenactment richard swivels around in his chair and is like you know I am, and gives us this like weird, uncomfortable laugh. Reenactment Richard is straight. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely straight, and I love watching straight men act gay because mm -hmm. they all have a different idea of what it means to be gay. And Reenactment Richard's only research on how to be gay was clearly watching men on film from In Living Color. Do you remember that? This book gets the yet unheard of Zorro snap in Z formation. <laughs> And uh, the only thing I have to say about reenactment Richard's performance as a homosexual is this. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> In living color. One of their friends says that they were a perfect couple or they had a perfect relationship. No, they didn't. I'll be the judge of that. And so we're a couple minutes in and the narrator says. The fun begins at a local club. No, it didn't. <laughs> No, it didn't. Ah. Nobody has fun at clubs. Clubs are not fun. Nobody has fun there. It's loud. It's expensive. And get off my lawn. <laughs> they are expensive. It is. Ah, 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 boo, boo, boo. <laughs> it's like you leave with a hangover in vocal notes. What year are we at this club? I <laughs> I know. And if you ever go to a gay club, the pores there, you will be drunk off of one yeah. set. Yeah. It is toxic. It's just too much. I will go to the kind of club. Well, they said nightclub, but the kind of club that Richard and Lewis go to. The patrons are treated like kings. And the waitresses, all queens. I love a good drag club. Yeah. Remember when we went to that drag club in Chicago with Jerry? Oh, my God. What was it called? The Baton? The Baton! Yeah. It was amazing. And they had did a private show for just the cast. They were incredible. I Great love name. a drag bar. You know, I have um, a cousin. He's a drag queen named Weezin Wendy. We call her that because she well, she gets windy real fast because she smokes seven packs of cigarettes a day. She's seven's her lucky number. But I love going to her show because she ain't particular. Not like probably them drag queens that you got in hoity-toity San Francisco where they expect everyone to hand them a $20 bill. I didn't have cash one night. I gave her 50 cents and a half-eaten hot dog. She was grateful. Okay? <laughs> but I did have to drive her to the emergency room later because I kind of chucked those scores a little too hard in her head. <laughs> But it didn't matter. It was the gesture. And don't you look at me like that, you elitist piece of shit. I'm just... You probably expect Diana Ross to come out for your drag show over there in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always so angry? I am not angry. You are. My voice just carries. Oh, God. Anyway, I gotta go now. You take Sprite and leave. I... <laughs> wow. Nobody asked you to come. <laughs> 
Louise and Wendy is actually a really good drag name. She's a great performer. She's just asthmatic. <laughs> Leave her alone. Also, what sounds worse than smoking seven packs of cigarettes? Yeah, that's so gross. It's also, like my Louisiana house guests. <laughs> on behalf of all New Orleanians, I'm sorry. Well, because they called me the first day they were there, and she was like, "You're an coffee maker." I was like, "Come again." Was it the guy from Waterboy? I was like, <laughs> baby, I speak swamp and I still don't understand you. Shut up, sorry, I was like, oh God. Okay. You know, we should really get you that uh, the swamp talk classes on the Babble. Oof. So they're at this drag show, this drag club. I got your cocktails for you. Thank you, Rux. They're welcoming, they're entertaining. They make it a little bit more fun. <laughs> drink out, because the more you drink, the prettier I look. <laughs> All kinds come to watch the spectacle. It's very frequently visited not only by the gay community, but also by the heterosexual community as well. Though for some straight guys, it's just another place to start trouble. And they see a table of straight men yeah. in a cluster, which is worrisome. <laughs> Why is it worrisome? A group of straight men, they're up to no good. Do you know what a group of straight men is? Like, you know how I love groupings of yes. animals and stuff? Yes. It's like one of my favorite things, useless pieces of information that I know. Okay. Do you know what a grouping of straight men is? No. The name of it? No, what Take is it? Take a guess. Uh... A threat to society. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Look it up. Okay. That's what it is. It's well, so... What's a group of straight women called? A friendship. <laughs> a good fucking time. <laughs> Okay. A French braid circle. <laughs> a French braid circle? Yeah. So then they say... For guys that are really macho and really, you know, tough and straight, they feel a little intimidated or they feel a little insecure. Insecurity that sometimes can spark violence. I mean, yeah. Also, like, what you know, what are they doing at a drag club? Well, if you don't want to be there, but you forget there are people out there who are malicious, who have dark intentions, and who go looking for that. And maybe they thought, like, oh, you know what? Look at this drag bar. We'll go in there and fuck with the homos. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So we get their backstory of how Richard and Lewis met, and they met in a bar. Yeah. And groundbreaking. <laughs> Gays in a bar <laughs> drinking. Groundbreaking. No, but Richard goes up to Lewis and he's like, basically he pulls an Ellen. He's like, hey, I think you're really cute, but I can't really focus on what's going on here because I don't know where I parked my car. <laughs> and it's it's just going to bother me the night and I'm not going to give you my focus. So how about we go walk and find my car and get to know each other that way? That sounds like something I would do. Wait, I have a question though. Yeah. What's the worst pickup line you've ever gotten? Oh. Have you had like pickup oh, lines? So many. So many. Do they I, ever work? No. I mean, sometimes you're like, that's clever. Okay, that's clever. Why don't people just go up and say, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Yeah. I had a guy come to me at a club once and he said, hey, you're coming home with me. You ready to go? And I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, I don't even... But were you attracted to him? No. If you were attracted to him, it would have been different. No, I don't like that. Like, that's super presumptuous. And also, I'm like, I don't know you. But also, like, shoot your shot. That guy was like, okay. But shoot it a little more. Be a, I need a little more back and forth. I need a little more of a game, not just a let's go home and fuck. That's part, you know, everybody's got a, 
a different method. What if a guy came up to you and said that in a club? You know what I found out? Uh-oh. I found, okay, let's get into it. I found out my daughter's friends listen to this podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> so back to Richard and Lewis. <laughs> Lewis can't resist Richard's pickup line. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that's a new one. I've never had one anyone use that approach before, so I'll go along with it. And I was just like, no, honestly, I lost my car. Can you help me find yeah. it? Yeah, let's go. And then from there, we went to look for it. His pickup line worked. I'm just saying, like, if you have parked in Manhattan and every street looks the same and you're in a hurry and you haven't taken a picture of the cross street or noted a specific, you know, landmark, it is very easy for you to lose where your car is. It's probably ticketed. It's probably towed. It's probably been peed on. It happens. I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> it's definitely been peed on. Yeah. So Lewis, like, takes the bait. Yeah. And he goes for a walk and they walk and basically they hit it off very quickly. Right. And so neither of them want the night to end. And he's like, well, here's my car. Do you want to do you want to go for a drive? And he said, sure. And only gay men. Only gay men would get into a car with an absolute stranger. Basically, gay men, all the rules that are out there, like in true crime, where they're like, don't go meet somebody at their apartment. Don't let them pick you up. Don't go walking into a park at night by yourself. Gay men do all of those things in order to have sex. Yeah. They, it's scary. I've I mean, heard some stories. Oh, yeah. There, I have this friend who showed up to a guy's trailer in the middle of the night. And he, like, drove up, and the guy had one fucking leg. And that's our show, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Richard and Lewis go down to the water, and they start necking. <laughs> Did your parents ever say that? Yes. Necking. I came home with a hickey once, and my mom was like, yeah, they're necking. And I was like. Necking. Yeah, and I had been on ecstasy the night before, and I let a girl, a girl actually gave me that hickey. We were both on ecstasy, and she you was like. You were like, mom? Mom, 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 listen, <laughs> this is going to be a proud moment. You hear me out. Yes, I was on drugs, but guess who gave me this hickey? A oh, girl. It was Tamara. Yeah. She was very eager to do it. No, my mom was mortified, but she kept saying neckin'. Like, Neckin, yeah. Also, hickeys are so tacky. Oh, my God. They're disgusting. Disgusting. What did you do? You just sucked on someone's neck? I mean, I can understand, like, a light one that you accidentally, but, like, that? Uh, no, I'm ticklish. Anyway... <laughs> So they were necking, and this is such a funny word. It is funny. That, by the Hudson River. Yeah. It smelled like fresh water and dead bodies. It's really true. There are so many dead bodies in the Hudson River. It's, it's not a joke. Do you know if you fall in the Hudson River, you have to go for a chemical bath? If you fall in the Hudson River, they will do not pass go. You go to the hospital for a chemical treatment. But I see people kayaking in the Hudson. Yeah, I hope you don't fall in. Disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, this is our true crime comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> If you've got that right soulmate, you can have the best time even sitting next to one another looking at each other. And with Richard, it's an ongoing ride. A ride that's about to get wilder. Starting with some excruciatingly bad karaoke. This is literally hurting me. <laughs> this is painful. And you think you can do better? You know that I can do better. I was looking over Richard and Richard looked back at me and says, well... What are you waiting for? So back to the night of the drag club, and it's time for karaoke. Richard convinces Lewis to get up there and wait, sing. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I can't. No, don't do this to me. What? Not today. What? You're going to skip the extra singing. 
That's what you're going to do right now? I wanted now? to forget about it. So remember that all these TV shows, the budget is very, very slim. Yeah. They do not have money for rights. Remember that poor girl couldn't even sing the Star Spangled Banner. She couldn't even so, sing the Star Spangled Banner. So if there's any music being played on that, this show or any of these shows, it's always unlicensed, right? It's just some random. So there is this extra when they're trying to show that they're in a karaoke bar. And all I can think of is the director like saying to the extra, like, just sing anything. Make it rhyme if you can. Have fun with that. <laughs> just like, you know, or whatever. Just do your best. Like, no pressure. And the extra is like, oh my, oh my God, this is my moment. <laughs> this is what this is what I was put on this earth to yeah. do. Don't you Everybody needs time <laughs> for you to be mine. Is that a mime? Oh no, take my lime. Cause I love you. Like it is just a made up melody, made up words. Ladies and, and gentlemen, Adele. <laughs> it is timeless. It is so funny. <laughs> and you know he was like, Dear Facebook, tonight I'm going to be featured on Dates from Hell. I am really excited for you guys to see me because it's my singing debut on Investigation Discovery. And like, he's just Meanwhile, weird. the director was like, did, did he just rhyme mine with love? Yeah, okay. it's, it's a love song. And Richard and Lewis was like, if there is one thing yep. we cannot stand, it is gabardine pants after Labor Day. <laughs> the second is bad karaoke. Yep. So um, there is a, now. Let uh, let me just say what? there is only, and I'm not trying to like point fingers or be mean to a big demographic of people, but there is actually only one demographic of people that can stomach bad karaoke. Who? It's basic white people. <laughs> <laughs> that's it you're the only ones yes that is the only and i don't i you know how i feel about sweeping statements i'm gonna make them yeah but they were um, like caroline was never so sweet as to when you sang sweet caroline yeah. i fucking hate that song it's the worst so anyway lewis gets up there to sing it's very sweet he sings his song directly to richard and remember that table of straight dudes they were not feeling it yeah they were like why are these homos singing to each other yeah which, if you have a problem with gay culture, get the fuck out. Why are you here? <laughs> <Took a st> <laughs> Ellen just walked out. I just, I've been looking for an out for years. I it was I, the I, headphones and then throwing the, the microphone to the side and walking out. I was like, did something happen? I, oh, I, oh, she's doing a bit. I didn't know it was that easy. Yeah. Honestly, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that was my get out of jail free card. Okay. So anyway, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so Lewis and Richard leave the drag the drag club. Sorry. So Lewis and drag. One more time, baby. Circle it up for 2023. Here we go. Your so, tongue is not going to get in the way of your big mouth in 2023. My God. So Lewis and Richard leave the drag club. And guess who leaves and follows them? The, the homophobes. Yeah. Which, how fucking scary. Yeah. So they're driving home to Staten Island, and those guys, like, pass them on the freeway. And they're like, that's just scary. Yeah, they were like, those are the two dudes. Yeah, the guys. So it's like 2.30, and they stop for a late-night bite at a burger place. And before they get there, they get to this stop sign. This is really terrifying. It is absolutely Gay, is terrifying. straight, any person in this scenario, it, this is just a terrifying scenario. Lock your door. We stopped at the stop sign, and there was a group of 
people, teenagers on both sides of the street. And it's dark and it's late at night. And I looked to Lewis and I said, oh my God, look at all these people. Just seemed very odd that the group was that big and just uh, stopping traffic. I think we should lock the doors. And as soon as they get to the stop sign, these teenagers surround the car mm-hmm. and they're like banging on the windows. They're banging. They can't leave. They yeah. cannot pass because they're blocking the path. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so scary. So they're like, fuck it. They just like drive through. They're freaked out. Rightfully so. Anybody would be. And also like, I get freaked out with groups of teenagers on the subway. I would too. They're like little coalitions. Yeah. They're like, they're scary. Terrors. So, yeah. So they pull into the parking lot late night, you know, for this burger place. And we know it's a burger place because they have those plastic ketchup and mustards on all the uh-huh. tables. So, yep. you know, they serve burgers there. Yep. It was literally just six tables and ketchup and mustards on each one. The props department is working overtime. <laughs> but nobody is there. This is when this episode starts to turn into like a little bit of a horror film. Yeah. So I looked this up. This burger place, they probably just didn't want to say the name. It was a White Castle. Yeah. So it was like a white castle at like 2.30 in the morning. Oh. And where hopes and dreams go to die. Yeah. I've actually never had white castle, so I shouldn't say that. So they're like, hello, is anybody here? And they're like, no, it's white castle. Nobody, <laughs> what do you, nobody eats here. And then someone like pops up. That seemed like horror movie-esque It to sure me. did. So they order food and they order their fries and diet sodas. Now, remember the props masters on these shows are really, really spread very thin. They yeah. are doing their goddamn best. But they have these styrofoam cups and in those cups can only be described as like poop water. Ew. It's just brown water. Ew. So it's like I'm meant to believe that they're drinking flat soda. <laughs> You were looking very closely at that. Well, it was just flat soda. Where's uh, the Diet Coke from McDonald's? Exactly. At 2.30 <laughs> in the morning, you want a Diet Coke. I mean, flat soda tastes of, like, eminent death. Ugh. It is so disgusting. It is disgusting. But also, like, the last thing I want to do at 2.30 in the morning is sit in a restaurant Yeah. I want to grab that shit, go home, smoke a bowl, and watch Golden Girls. Yeah. And I'm... then, you know, get crumbs in my bed. Yeah, that happens. I have crumbs in my bed. I was sitting there enjoying our food. And I see this young kid come in. He's walking around the restaurant, checking it out. At the same time, we thought maybe he was going to come to us and ask for some change. He said to Lewis, what are you looking at? I'm not a confrontational person, but for some reason, I felt I'm just going to respond back to this guy. What are you looking at, man? Come on. And so while they're eating, They notice that a guy walks into the restaurant. They also call him a kid. Yeah, this was not a kid. This reenactment actor was 47. (laughs) This was a full-grown adult. Yeah, it was a very, very much an adult. Yes. Yeah. He's just a couple years away from joining AARP. Yeah. (laughs) And so the guy turns around to see them looking at him, and he's like, what are you looking at? Not in the episode. He actually said, what are you looking at, F-slur? Oh, he did? Yeah. I don't know why they didn't include that and like just like dance around it, because what are you looking at can be benign. Like, it could just be like, what are you looking at? You know, but like adding the F slur at the end, you absolutely know he was trying to start shit. Oh, absolutely. Well, Lewis wasn't having that shit. Yeah. He's like, not here, not tonight, and not at White Castle. Not, at, not ever. Well, also, he says he's non-confrontational, which I can see that of these two guys. They don't look like guys that are going out and starting trouble. No. I mean, even you, you're sassy. I am sassy, but I also know when to not. Sure. Because you just never know. I assume everyone in New York carries a knife. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So he gets like emboldened yeah. to respond. And he's like, what are you looking at? And they go kind of like toe to toe. Yeah. And they kind of do a stare down. And then the other guy backs off and leaves. I was like, yeah. ooh. Let me tell you something, especially like, I don't know how old these men are. They seem a little bit older. And this was, this crime did happen 12 years ago. One of them was 47 and one of them was 39. At the time? Yeah, at the time. Oh, okay. Let me tell you. And they're from a very specific generation. You can only be called that word so many times. Now, you know, I love that word. I have taken back the power for it. And my friends and I throw it around with each other. But like, there's only so many times that you can call a gay man that word before you're going to pick the wrong motherfucker on the wrong day. And they're going to go ape shit on you. And let me tell you, you don't want to be on the receiving end of gay rage. Yeah. That, and that is some pent up shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so I was on the receiving end of your rage. You have never been on the receiving end of my rage, You Ellen. called me a sherbet stick. <laughs> I was wearing a very, very pretty color orange. I meant it as a compliment. Oh! Oh, okay. I said you looked fabulous, okay? <laughs> my little sherbet stick. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a t-shirt that says, I'm a little sherbet stick. I'm a little sherbet stick. <laughs> and so... I mean, Lewis, like the guy leaves the restaurant and, rest, and Lewis is thinking, there we go. Done. Back to our castle. <laughs> Not back, back to our white burger. I was going to say castle burger. They left the restaurant. I love how you're, you're saying it. Like it was like, I was a lovely Applebee's. <laughs> they left the restaurant. Be sure. Did you leave a tip at this lovely establishment? Is this the dollar a slice pizza joint? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I'd no, love he, to leave you a Yelp review. He left the creepy burger joint. Yeah. It and is how creepy. do we know it's a creepy burger joint? Because there's still nobody behind the counter. <laughs> no, because there's ketchup and mustard bottles everywhere. Do you not listen to me when I talk? <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, anyway. I've sit down and I'm beginning to pick up my food to eat out of nowhere. Are we bothering anybody? I feel a bang, a hard thump on the top of my head. It's the same man that confronted him minutes earlier. And this time, he's not backing down. He punched Lewis in the side of the head. And I was in shock because I didn't get to react fast enough to warn him. Then boom, Lewis gets hit in the head. But he doesn't really know what's going on. I Where get, it came yeah, from. Yeah, like, did something fall on me? Just that slow, you know when things go in slow motion? Speaking about slow motion, poor Richard watching it all happen, Lewis sees Richard's response almost in slow motion. And poor Richard is just, he's just shocked. Yeah, well, Richard said, I felt terrible, but there wasn't enough time for me to warn him. It just happened so yeah. fast. And so, turns out it was the same guy who had come in and they just had that confrontation. And that guy ran out of the restaurant. Yeah. So, <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. And Lewis runs out after him. Yeah. He gets a little bout of self-confidence there. Yeah, they were. He was absolutely yeah. luring him outside. So, he goes and runs after him out to the parking lot. And remember those group of kids that circled their car? They're all outside waiting. I literally just wrote, oh, my God. Like, what do you do? Let me tell you something. The feeling of being outnumbered in that way, because we're talking a lot of people. Yeah. At 3 a.m., when you're just trying to eat your White Castle burger with your boyfriend? Yeah. That's terrifying. You Wait, the White Castle burger or the other part? Both. Okay. The indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, diarrhea. Does anyone remember that song? Okay. 
No, I don't want to hear your vibrato on <laughs> diarrhea. That's it. It happened. No, but that is some scary shit. Yes. Because when the invisible robbers break into my house every night, like they do, yeah. you think of, do I stand there? Do I fight? Do I run? What would you do in that instant? Like, I think that it's just visceral. I think something in your body just takes over. It's like, you think, I don't want to turn and run. I don't want to put my back to them. I can't outrun them. I'm sure a million things was going through his head in that moment. Yeah, I mean, listen, me personally, my pride is going to go flying out the window. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to run. You can't fight a bunch of dudes. You just can't. Yeah, I have um, a lot of invisible intruders. In do my you? Life. Yeah. yeah. How's that going for you? You know, I'm terrified of home invasion. Do you have a panic button by your bed? No. I have an alarm. You know, I got that Simply Safe yeah. alarm system that sponsors yeah. us. And it comes with a panic button and it's right next to my bed. You press that sucker and it contacts them. And also there's a, a, a sound <laughs> that me. goes up. Yeah. And me. And then all of a sudden Believe by Cher just blasts yeah. at full decimals and you're just like, not the shit. I didn't say full decimals, did I? What did you say? I didn't mean to. At, at, I meant to say at blaring de- at a at a something decimal but that wasn't the right you, you, adjective you're still saying decimals decimal you're you're and you're doubling down on that is it decimals Mm-mm. help me <laughs> you guys i'm not better than him but what am i supposed to do well just sell tell it's me what it is decibel <gasps> did i say decimal yeah decimal is the little thing that separates i am turning into my this mother is the thing. i'm not better than you it's just you are absolutely turning into your mom i mean i do it all the time remember the splatter spatter debacle of 2022 oh my god i'm gonna start saying hallelujah what's it to you and now lewis faces an angry mob alone all these folks are everywhere around me everywhere luckily the gang doesn't follow lewis as soon as i walked in the door i'm trying my cell phone inside the restaurant and I can't get a connection. I turn around to look back at the table that Richard and I were sitting at. Richard? And the table is empty. You know, he runs into the restaurant, immediately pulls out his phone, and then your worst nightmare. Oh my gosh. He cannot get cell service. Yeah. In the restaurant. And well, so, that's what you get for living in Staten Island. Is that real? Yeah. They turn off all cell towers at 2 a.m. in Staten Island. It's a thing. Yeah. Why? Because they don't want you communicating with the other boroughs. If you're in Staten Island, you're stuck there. You're such a liar. You are. I almost fell for that. No, you did fall for it. I did. You fall literally for it. fell for it. Yeah. Your face. Why? Uh, Did you see how trusting I am with you? Why would you think a borough would turn off cell service? I don't know. Uh, That's why I was saying, like, that can't be true. Is it because it's so small uh, and they're worried about the energy? Is there an energy crisis? I don't know. Oh, my God. Wow. Y'all, I've... I've embarrassed myself with my swamp talk, and I've embarrassed myself yet again for falling into one of her bear traps. (laughs) So this is when we get back into the horror movie because he turns around and Richard is gone. Yeah. Richard is gone, and he starts searching the restaurant. There's no workers. (laughs) The restaurant. It's a fucking White Castle. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, he's scouring the White Castle. (laughs) Right, and the ketchup and mustards are still there, and... 
and he hears some noises. Obviously, he's scared and he's yelling, you know, Richard, Richard. So he does what anybody would do in this creepy and scary situation. He goes into the creepy and scary kitchen to investigate further. And this kitchen is not up to code. No, it is not. There's flickering overhead lighting. Yeah. It's literally, it turns into a scary movie, this episode. Also, the kitchen is filthy. It, it is would disgusting. be shut down by the Board of Health yeah. immediately, if not sooner. You've worked in restaurants. Yes. And a gross back kitchen restaurant. I'm sure there are people listening right now that are in the food industry. And when you've worked in the food industry, you've seen some things. Oh, I have seen crazy things. I remember watching someone that I worked with. There was a plate of onion rings that didn't get eaten. And that waiter grabbed one and ate it. And I was like, hepatitis. Yeah. yeah. That's where he died. (laughs) He died right then and there. He fell to the ground. Also, this, y'all, this is the kind of place where the toilet's next to the dishwasher. Yeah. And there's like, they pan on like a dirty apron. I don't approve of that. That's... (laughs) That's disgusting. There's food. There's open garbage bags, places. And Richard's like, this place is filthy. I would like my money back. Not only was the soda flat, but this kitchen is is reprehensible. It is. Well, and also he's like, hello, hello. And then all of a sudden we're in we're in a scary movie again because yeah. somebody w- jumps out and is like, hi. And it's like that scary uh, jump scare music. Yeah. I'm like, okay, come yeah, on. Yeah. Yep. And listen, you know I am fiercely loyal. And to anyone that I would be with or could be with, if you went missing in a scary White Castle at 2.30 in the morning, best of luck. <laughs> Good luck with your project. Good luck with that project. <laughs> I, I'm not going to look for you. I'm going to wish you well. You wouldn't come get me? I'm going to kiss it up to God. (laughs) That's what Tommy Bracco, our friend from Staten Island, says. He goes, if you drop something on the ground, you got five seconds. You grab it with your fingies, you kiss it up to God, and it's clean. You kiss it up to God? I will find the video where he says, you get it in your fingies, you you kiss it up to God, and it's fine. Yeah, you kiss it up to God. I'd be like, listen, best of luck. It's up to God at this point. You're telling me if I was stranded at a White Castle, you Mm. would not come and get me? Of course I would not. (laughs) No, no, you are on your own. I am very, very tiny and I am also very jumpy. Okay. I scare easily. I do. I have nightmares every single night. Do you really? I do. I really do. I have nightmares every single night and I have very, very real nightmares. So what you're saying is the calls are coming from within the house. I can't hear you when you talk because they're talking to me at the same time. (laughs) Was that? Was that? I know, right? No, I'm not going to say it now. He's here. I know. Sorry. Girl, (laughs) better help is here. So Lewis is like, oh, okay, you're not a bad guy. You're just a creepy guy in this creepy white castle. You're probably getting stoned in the walk-in freezer, and that's fine. But have you seen my boyfriend? He doesn't say boyfriend. He says friend because he doesn't want to get hate-crimed because they're in Staten Island. So the guy that works there, he's like, no, I've been smoking pot in the refrigerator since 2 a.m. No, he's like, I've been handling raw meat with my feet all day. So I'm very busy. (laughs) Handling raw feet with your raw feet. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Harold? (laughs) Really passes the time. Yeah. How's that mate? It's good. Made it with my feet. (laughs) What is wrong with us? So I saw Lewis from Go Back In. As I was attempting to go back in, they shoved me back out. Next thing I know, I was getting hit. I got the first blow to the left side of my head. Then I got a blow to the right side of my head. And then the blows came from someplace else. My last memory was getting those punches and being hit and just passed out. 
So Lewis goes outside after he was hit in the head. Turns out Richard had followed him. Yeah. Lewis didn't know that. He didn't know that he was right there. So when he saw the group, Richard was sort of like in his periphery to the other side. And poor Lewis is like, I I don't know why I didn't see him. I just didn't. He just, he turned in a panic because of course he did. And... So, oh God, I just got chills. I know. So then the guys are like, okay, that guy went inside, but here's his partner. And Richard had tried to run into the restaurant, but they caught him. Right. And y'all, it's really, 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 really heartbreaking for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of, you know, Lewis realizing that he missed it somehow Mm -hmm. and was inside the restaurant and not able to protect his partner or at least take some of the blows. But they beat the shit out of this guy. So Lewis comes out of the restaurant, sees Richard knocked out on the ground and blood behind his head runs to his side and he's terrified. I mean, what what would you think? Like, did they just kill him? Yeah. You know what I mean? Finally, the EMT arrives and he goes to the emergency room. Of course he needs stitches and Richard comes to, and he sees Lewis and Lewis is covered in blood. He's like, what the fuck are you covered in blood for? And he's like, no baby, this is your blood. It's your blood. Yeah. And he was like, oh, and then we see a picture of him all banged up. It's heartbreaking. Nobody is safe. When you are outnumbered, if someone wants to hurt you, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a what. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He was really, really banged up. Yeah, and he was grossly outnumbered. So this attack makes headlines. Mm-hmm. The brutal attack is deemed a hate crime. It's front page news. The public is outraged. I think that they were attacked that night because people did not accept the fact that they were two men together sharing a meal that evening. Our own homophobic fear and hate came out. So a hate crime, just for anybody who isn't clear because they are classified differently, but we'll talk at the end about how they're misclassified a lot Mm. because it's any crime that's motivated by any kind of bias. That can be race, it can be religion, sexual orientation, origin, you know, it can be a gender, it can be anything. So that is what obviously, obviously they saw these two gay guys. I mean, and we know this because not in the episode, he said, what are you looking at, F-slur? Right. And so the community is very, they're absolutely outraged. But sadly, that outrage doesn't help to solve the crime because the security camera footage that they had was grainy. grainy. Yeah, they couldn't identify anyone. And both of them had been through a traumatic night. You know, both Lewis and Richard couldn't really identify their attackers. And today, Richard still has scars physically and emotionally. Yeah, he walks with a limp, which is so sad to see. And they both suffer from PTSD. Of Of course they do. Yeah. They get scared to go out. I'm sure you would get scared. I'm not trying to put this on them. I'm just trying to, you know, imagine even if someone were just walking behind you. You know, and you feel that energy. Yep. We've we've spoken about that before. I'm sure that can jostle them. But hearing them talk about the life after. Now, of course, he survived. He's here to tell their story. But their life has never been the same. No, it has definitely changed. But I'm so glad that they have each other yeah. to find solace in yeah. all of this. And, you know, he talks about, like, we're determined to move forward together no matter what. And we're not going to let these assholes rob us of all of our happiness. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's very, they're very, fighting for it. Yeah. It's and, very scary. And this case remains unsolved to it, this day. It is. And so 
just a little bit fun stuff at the end of our comedy podcast. <laughs> a hate crime occurs about every hour wow. in the United States. And on average, bias-motivated incidences increased by 39% since 2020. And the biggest cities, the 10 biggest cities in the country... There was an increase of 54.5%. That's the highest level in more than two decades. Wow. However, those numbers aren't even close to accurate. Why? Because the reporting by law enforcement agencies for hate crimes is voluntary. Wow. Because they have to record those crimes to the FBI. So those numbers are from the FBI. And it's up to local authorities. When when the FBI releases that hate crime yeah. report every year, they know those numbers are not accurate. But it's everything. It's race-targeted hate, sexual orientation-targeted hate, and the higher levels in anti-Asian assaults, anti-Jewish assaults. It's very, very... Scary. And it's scary to think it's so underreported. And most people who listen to us, we live in like a reverse bubble. Most people who listen are like, you can't even fathom that. But it's true. It's it's so, so scary that people are targeted. But if you ever find yourself the victim of any kind of hate crime, you must, must, must file it to the police. Even if it's just somebody shoving you to the yeah. ground and you get up and everything is fine, you really, really have to. And get the responding officer's name, badge, make sure that incident report is filed because there are projects like the Anti-Violence Project that are really trying to help minimize those awful statistics. And those statistics sound awful and they're not even correct. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So anyway, we send all of our love to Lewis and Richard. I mean, I'm glad they're okay, but I know they're not fully okay. So I feel weird saying that, you yeah. know? All you could do is take it day by day after yeah. that, right? Yeah. Because each day brings new challenges and you never know how you're going to feel. But it seems like together they are a force. And yeah. I think they're going to be okay. I have been the victim of a hate crime today. What was it? It is your corduroy shirt. I hate corduroy. If your podcast partner is acting kind of shitty, can <laughs> I also take my fingies and kiss that to Jesus? Wait, I've got to find it. Hold on. <laughs> Say something funny. Before you take each pill, all you're going to do is hold it in your little fingers. You're going to kiss it up to God. So you kiss it and then you just... You do a motion with the pill up to the air, like up to the sky. Um, once you do that, all germs are off something. It's like a, a very, you know, it's like a kind of secret thing, but it is a, a very useful kind of solution that we use in my family. So I, I wanted to pass that on to you. I think that it will it will really help you out in this case. That's it. What? <laughs> <laughs> and that's on Staten Island. That's how you get rid of germs. That's how you get rid of germs. So who's the, fuck the Clorox, I got Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Now make sure you are following us on all social media on I Think Not Pod. That's on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can join our Facebook group at the I Think Not Podcast discussion group that used to be obsessed with disappeared. Okay, honey, we're we, the, editor, the editor is in overtime. We now. are. Yeah. Things are great. So. <laughs> 
join us there. That is where we are hanging out. We're going to post lots of pictures from our live tour. We love being in there. From and our connect- live tour. What I say? As opposed to our non-live tour. Yeah, our live show tour. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, join us on the Patreon or don't. What are we, the police? I don't know. It's just if you like to have fun. If you don't like to have fun, don't join us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not the boss of you. No, you're not. And I'm not the police, but I love you. I love you too, and I love you, DBs. Take care of your decimals. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You know they call it the capital of the world? Is it? Who called it that? I don't. The, the papers? Listen, I love New York. I love you, but sometimes yeah. check the fact out. Yeah, we're breaking up. I don't know. And also, I guess the Yankees suck. Do they? I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. Just I, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's our podcast. And that's it. Fuck you, New York. Yeah. We're out. We're moving to Bogalusa. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, My voice carries. Okay. Like that uh, white diamonds by Elizabeth Taylor you're wearing right now, yo. Hoity-toity, uppity woman. You don't even know me. I can smell you from here. <laughs> we have we have a lovely, we have a charcuterie over here. We have a veggie platter. And then if you want <laughs> some feet meat. If you want some meat made with feet, <laughs> it's right there. Also, I had a bad date with someone who, like, I could tell right away. I, I know within seconds if I want someone to be on top of me or not. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, and I just knew, like, from the, the get-go. And um, I paid for drinks. Whenever I get uncomfortable, I pay for things because I just want, you know, I want to go. You don't want to feel like you owe them anything. Yeah, I do. I paid for everything. And then he sent me the meanest text. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And he was like, you're so fake. And it was just so mean. I was like, okay. Okay. You good? <laughs> my guy yeah i'm kidding i love corduroy i just don't like it when it swish swishes on your legs (laughs) and it like makes a spark you know what i mean okay anyway but i love you i love you too